Hi, my name is Isabella Johnston, the Interim Whisperer, and today's tip of the week is about skills-based hiring. So what is skills-based hiring? This is a type of recruitment that moves beyond the requirements of education and experience and focuses on the skills match between candidates and the roles. More employers are becoming aware that assessing candidates on their abilities and potential rather than degrees and job histories, can provide instant economic opportunities for millions of job seekers, help relieve talent shortages, and increase diversity and strengthen the internal mobility in the workplace. For example, in May 2022, the state of Maryland announced that it would remove four-year college degree requirements for almost 50% of its positions. This change is revolutionary as a movement, and it really allows qualified and non-degree candidates to be considered for opportunities. So if you'd like to learn more, contact me on LinkedIn if you would like to discuss skills-based hiring, assessments, or creating an intern program that upskills your employees as well as your interns. So welcome to the Intern Whisperer. Our show's all about the future of work and innovation. So welcome to the Intern Whisperer. Our show is all about the future of work and innovation. And today's guest is Deontay Lawrence. He's an entrepreneur, a realtor, an author, and he's going to be, you know, getting swag out there. He's going to be a producer of a TV show. So I'm really excited to have you as a guest on the show. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, me too. So we met at the Orlando Science Center when they did this super cool thing about STEM mm -hmm. and you were there and you were launching a book. Yep. Yep. And yep. we're going to talk about that. But I always kick my show off where I ask the guests, what are five words that describe you and why those five words? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love this question. It was so good. It made me sit back and think. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, the what came to mind was consistent. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, dynamic, mm -hmm. uh, joyous, mm -hmm. determined mm -hmm. and blessed. Mm -hmm. Those are the, the five that, you know, stood out to me when you asked me that question. OK, so let's go ahead and go through that consistent. Why did you say consistent? For the people that know me and that are going to watch me. Yeah, uh, I've always been consistent my whole entire life. I've just picked that up in order to be successful. And when I am successful is I'm consistent at something. Mm -hmm. I always say, you're not going to out consistent me. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's just in my nature who I've been like very routine person. And it's just part of who I am. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Processes are mm -hmm. what make everything move forward. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds yep. like. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, what was your next one? Dynamic? Dynamic. Yes. Yes. So a lot of people tell me I'm a, a personality. You know mm -hmm. what I know I'm saying? So always been like that, had huge dreams. And we'll get into that when we go into the book. But I've always been like, hey, I want to be an astronaut. Hey, I want to mm -hmm. be a professional wrestler. Hey, I want to do this. Hey, I want to do that. You know, and never really been shy about expressing, you know, my vision and, and what I see for myself and what I'm going to be able to bring to this, this planet. So mm. that's what I dynamic. comes. Well, to that's good because most people, I don't think, um, know who they are. And you yeah. really struck me as, you know, what, who you are and what your purpose is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So next one, joyous. Why joyous? joyous. Uh, I'm just, it's deeper than happy. You know, it's like, yeah, a, uh, it is. just inside, you know, even when you have your, your down days, my brain is wired to it always goes to a positive, mm -hmm. right? I always am able to, to find joy 
in the moment, which I'm grateful for and thankful mm-hmm. for. So that's just my temperament. Always been a, a joyous person and a thankful person. So. I'm going to guess your parents had some some help with that. Of course, of yeah, course, you yeah, know, yeah. both my parents in my life. So that's a, a huge, you know, advantage already. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, a majority of my family in my life, uncles, aunts, cousins. That's cool. Grandparents. So um, blessed. Why blessed? Blessed. Blessed. For sure. Blessed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you, you just have to understand the opportunity that I have been given mm-hmm. right not only just with the book my my career the rooms that i've been blessed to be put in the the people that have been blessed to me i mean i met you at the science center right right yeah um and just what the people have seen in me you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. a, a lot of times people don't t- whether take you under your wing or open up a, a mm-hmm. door for you or introduce you to somebody. I mean, offline, we were just talking about an introduction that you just thought of that you're yeah. going to introduce to me. So that has been apparent in my life, like tenfold all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognize that I'm, I'm grateful for that. So definitely blessed hands down, mm-hmm. hands down. And I skipped the other word because I felt like joyous and blessed. They actually go together. Mm-hmm as they're mm-hmm. very complimentary to each other. So your last word was driven. That seems mm-hmm. to marry well with consistent though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe my why is to be an example, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the, the ideas that, you know, come down from above for, for me to imprint on this, this planet, I believe, you know, I'll be doing not only myself, but future generations a disservice by not bringing that to reality or work, as hard as possible to bring that to reality. Cause I, I truly believe every single one of us is, I know it sounds cliche and corny, but it is true. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all put here for a purpose. Yes. And I, I take that very seriously. Yeah, so. I do too. And um, my listeners know that I'm a Jesus girl, but mm-hmm. I have a potty mouth. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they know that. So you would not <clears throat> be at all. Um, if you have anything that's a faith-based statement, um, there's nobody that's going to stop you. Okay. Um, so you can definitely share that. So how did you get started in your career path? And I'm going to take one step back because I did some research, of course, on you. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that you received some recognition for being one of the top 35 agents under 35 by the Orlando uh, Real Producers in 2021. So I'd love for you to share with your uh, with my listeners uh, more about your education, yeah. wherever you went to college. Mm-hmm. I know where that is, but yeah. I'm going to let you tell us yeah. um, your career path. And then how did you you know, get started with the book? Because that, you've touched on it, but you could definitely get to expand on it. That's that's perfect. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll wind it back, you know, so shout out to my mom specifically in this. I instance. met her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, She was there at the Orlando Science Center. So I did go to the University of um, South Florida in Tampa. Yeah. Okay, but initially I wanted to go to UCF. I'm born and raised in in Orlando, Mm -hmm. so that was my number one. But my mom, being the amazing woman that she said she is, she said, you have to tour all the colleges in Florida, Deontay. We're not just going to go to your first college. So I toured all of them. And right before UCF, because I saved the best for last in, in my brain, I went to USF in Tampa and blew my socks off. Right. The I forgot what they're called, but Mavericks, the, I think. 
what's that? Are they the Mavericks? No, they're the Bulls. Okay. The Bulls. Go the Bulls. Bulls. Yep. But the the lady who was guiding <clears> us, <throat> she just sold the school like crazy. And I she sold me a dream and I bought it. So yeah. after I left, I was like, dang, I really like this school. You know, yeah. but I got UCF uh next and I'm gonna go there. And I don't know what was going on with the the guide at UCF that day, but I did not feel it mm-hmm. at all. I did not feel it. I made a decision to go to USF. You're so. a vibe guy, though. Yeah, huge so vibe you're guy. Feeling the vibes there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Huge vibe guys. So uh, went to USF, graduated with a business management uh, to gr- degree, and believe this or not, guys. I did not know I can own my own business until I graduated college and started reading books. Mm-hmm. Right. So the initial plan was to be a uh, CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And many of the, your listeners, I'm sure, have heard of the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes, they have. And that turned my life upside down. And I know it sounds crazy. A college educated a business major at that did not know he could be his own CEO and open LLCs. And that just like, yeah. You know, so that was I had that come to Jesus moment. I was like, I really don't want to be working for somebody. I want to not only be a CEO of one company, but as many as I can think of, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love I gain inspirations from the the Mark Cubans of the world, the Jay-Z's, the Diddy's, the Jeff Bezos. And if you kind of look at all their their dealings there's multiple industries that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with each other you know so mm-hmm. that is truly what i wanted to do so i said okay deontay what skill sets what attributes do i have that i can start a business like right now and it was real estate mm-hmm. so i've always been in sales right i've always been able to connect with people mm-hmm. so i was like okay i can start real estate as my vehicle to eventually create other businesses, do other different things. So Mm -hmm. that's how it started. Uh, Like you mentioned before, as I started my real estate career, the first three years I was investing, um, I got blessed once again. Mm -hmm. Um, Some two mentors and and partners took me under their wing, taught me the ropes of investing and everything like that. Graduated from one of them, uh, right? And then I was like, dang, how do I continue this you know, trend forward. So I got my real estate license. Mm -hmm. Okay. And started building my real estate, you know, realtor business. And that's where you, the accolades started to come in regards to top 35 under 35. And that allowed, put me in the position to start my second or third business. um, If you want to call it that Um, as Tay Tay and the Okay, so where did that name come from? And let's get into the whole book, children's books too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my name is Deontay, right? So when I was thinking of my demographic and and what I wanted this brand to be, I was like, I think it would be a little hard for, you know, a three-year-old to say Tay-Tay or Deontay. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, let me take that off. Tay-Tay. And I was like, that word is so easy for not only a three-year-old, two-year-old could say Tay-Tay, but it's such a catchy name that they can annoy their parents so much until they buy the book and the merchandise. Mm-hmm. So I was like, boom, Tay-Tay is going to yeah. be the, the brand name. So. I will tell you, I teach Sunday school mm-hmm. and two-year-olds, that's when they're actually starting to talk. So they would say it first. Uh-huh. You would definitely see it there. Three-year-olds, that's the age group I teach. Uh-huh. They're very com- conversive. Mm-hmm. So they would have it down. They would probably be able to say your name. So just Ooh. so you know, you would be starting getting readers or listeners to your book at age two, probably age one. Let's go. 
Yeah. Because really when you sell a book for children, mm-hmm. you're selling it to adults. Yes. And yes. so the adult adults are really learning from your book also. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you realize that, but there's like multiple markets that you have there. I didn't even think about it, but the interactions I met you at the Orlando Science Center and I do farmers markets almost every Sunday and you know different events uh it is very interesting uh in a great way yeah the adults that I meet how the book impacts them like um a count I won't say countless but a number of times a significant number of times I've had people tear up in front of me cry in front of me that are Mm -hmm. adults because of the the book and where that brought them back and you know them thinking about who their believers are and their child so um it's that was a great point that you you brought up it's not just for for no it's really for kids because the life lessons one of the things i like is children's movies Mm -hmm. and i find them significantly um great and rich in teaching life lessons and how to handle things. So you're really teaching the adults how to be really good parents. (laughs) And I don't even know if you knew that, but yeah, yeah, that, and I was watching your booth a little bit because, you know, we weren't directly related, but Mm. every time I would want to go over and chat, I was going, man, his book booth is like slamming (laughs) everybody. You had everybody there, everybody there, and they were all buying books. Yeah. yeah, So you had a a really, you sold out. I'm pretty sure. I, I made sure I had enough inventory, so I never want to sell out. So we mm. bring over inventory, but we did. We did very good. We did very good. Yeah, yes. yeah. You were busy. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about one of the books? Okay. Yeah, and she mentioned one of the books because you know. Yeah, you're, you're really good. So the the first book is Tay Tay and the Believers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the whole story about Tay Tay, and here's a little. Uh, fun fact that Tay-Tay, when you guys see the character on the book, that is me as a five-year-old. Did you illustrate it? No, my illustrator, um, I found him on a Facebook group and I was like, I gave him that five-year-old picture and he created Tay-Tay and I was like, you're hired. Mm. You're not going anywhere. You're with me for the next eight books. Don't go anywhere. Um, So Tay-Tay and the Believers being the, the first book, it's about belief. Okay. Mm -hmm. In regards to when you read the book, Tay Tay, the kid, uh, he talks to his parents about his dreams all the time and parents tell him to believe. And in his, you know, five-year-old brain, when he says, believe, believe, believers, who are the believers and how are they going to help me become a professor, a firefighter, astronaut, a movie star. So he's on a journey to figure out who the believers are and how they're going to help him, uh, become all of these, these great things. So that's the, the, you know, the spark notes of the the book. That is really, really Mm -hmm. cool. So does each one of your books, now I don't know the answer to Mm -hmm. this and didn't ask you this one. um, Does each one of your books have some type of a major theme in it? If this one was believed, do you see the other books having a one word theme? Yes. 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 So the, the next one is, is going to be, so the first one's a belief, right? Mm -hmm. The next one is going to be about friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to have love, um, responsibility, but it's, I like the term I like to use as medicine in the candy, mm. you know, cause I love to use the imagery for the kids to have fun with it, but mm-hmm. it plants that subliminal seed because no one yeah. likes being told what to to do, you know, yeah. but ultimately we want them to, to grow into great young, you know, uh, boys and, and girls right. with belief, with, you know, responsibility, with love, with joy, with dreams, you know? So, yeah. yeah. 
I love that. That is great. And you have some really big plans for this too. Yes. So what are yes. those plans? Yes. Yeah, so, so the goal, the, 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 you know, 30,000 foot up goal is Tay-Tay. The Tay-Tay brand is now going to be the children's book brand, right? Mm -hmm. So overtaking Dr. Seuss. So it's not Dr. That's Seuss. Big. Yeah. That's, that's big. the, that's the big 30 foot goal, right? Where we're coming for it, you know, it's coming for that throne. So it's going to be that type of brand, that brand. But in addition to that, the eight book series, but it's going to go into TV shows, movies, merchandise because of the imagery, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like I'm putting, like I said before, to be an example to these young kids, but not telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. They just grow up. That's how I kind of gained a lot of my principles. I was watching, mm -hmm. you know, you could tell me all you want. And I, I'm sure you can attest yeah. to that. You can tell me anything, but I'm going to watch your actions. I'm going to watch who you are. And that's what's going to resonate yeah. with me. So that's the whole purpose of the, the brand to, to show this next generation Especially if they don't have that, I once again going back to one of the five characteristics being blessed. I know I was blessed having both my parents in my life. Yeah, I know I was blessed having such a loving family. I know I was blessed with not only just my family but my friends' family treating me like family. Mm -hmm. So I'm also aware of and not naive that everybody doesn't have that. So I see this brand as being that family for those kids that don't have anything. You know, you know what? This just struck me. You should get involved with Pizza Hut. They have a book it program. They still do this. And then it that means that everybody reads your book Damn. and then they actually get a stamp for it. So you can Man. get your book out there in a really I never thought way. about that. Yeah. I'm going to take this note right here. Pizza Hut. Let's go. Pizza, Pizza Hut for sure. And then there's also some uh, prizes for children's literature. I was an English major, mm -hmm. but um, I, for, you know, my one time before I started teaching, um, I worked in a library. So there's a uh, different prizes for children's books. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the Caldecott. C-A-L-D-E-C-O-T-T, -T, Caldecott Award. You should apply to see if your book gets picked up for any of those awards. There's more than that, but, you know, that's like another another story. And audience, you see what I mean by blessings? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. knowledge, just drop, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and you're really dealing a lot with, you know, diversity, equity, mm -hmm. and inclusion mm -hmm. with how you're positioning these books mm -hmm. so that children can see. I'll go to the quote that I found also, yeah. where you said what you, the why you did it is you wanted to make sure every person in America has seen who, who they are and not as a stereotype. And I Correct. love that because you weren't focusing on any race or religion, you're just saying a person that mm -hmm. they're seen right. and they're heard. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you're going to get a lot of followers and a lot of fans based on just that one statement, because yeah. it's very inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. And it, it's important. And, and especially the, the genesis of it is one growing up, I didn't have a book like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And we don't realize how it, it, significant, uh, significant and um, impactful it can be by simply yeah. growing up and seeing something in someone that looks like you. Mm -hmm. uh, but also the fruit off of that tree is other people, other ethnicities that, you know, there's regions in the world that we're not exposed to other people, mm -hmm. but simply seeing a movie, reading a book, a TV show mm -hmm. introduces you to those people's world and eradicates prejudices mm -hmm. and stereotypes. Because now you have a positive image to go off of that you've grown up. And yeah. if you've watched kids interact, you know, 
the the ignorance and the bigotry is all learned behavior oh, at yeah. the end of the day. And those three-year-olds mm. at church, they don't see <laughs> any of that. Yep. They they just see, I just like you. Yep. <laughs> and they just run to kids yep. and they yeah, it's just so pure. Yep. Yep. Is is honestly what I would call it yep. for the most part. It's very pure. Mm-hmm. It, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's why I like those ages too. Was <laughs> yep. <laughs> so nice. So innocent. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So let's talk more about becoming this author of this whole book series. Do mm-hmm. you see this as the career path that's going to take you away from your real estate? Or you mentioned being a CEO and having mm-hmm. lots of different, I have five different companies yep. that I run too, and they're very different from each other. So mm-hmm. I identify with that. What else are you thinking about? I'm going to guess you're going to be an astronaut. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, with SpaceX, they're going to make that possible. So that yeah. dream is going to come true you know, yeah, one yeah. day. Uh, but that is a great question. And and no, um, I will not. It's going to be another business, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my real estate business still will be running, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we would have, you know, team members to help support it. Uh, a little bit more, right? As you know, Tay Tay continues to rise because, like I said, I'm not just looking for it to be a book. TV shows, yeah, movies, merchandise, right? Like so, Veggie Tales, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Veggie Tales exactly. was super popular, mm-hmm. and you're going to be the next, yep, one we're, above we're that. We're talking Rugrats, you know, Pixar, that type yeah. of huge brand. So, um, there still be a real estate business running. There'll still be, uh, you know, my book brand running, my media brand running, but also speaking, right? I love Shark Tank. I, I look to, in a, a perfect world, have the means to be uh, an angel investor, right? Um, you know, developers. So like I said, what really attracts me and what I, what I see myself being is, is that example to, hey, if I can do it, right, you can do it, right? All those dreams in Tay and Believers were all the dreams that I had as a kid. And I still I think it. like that as an adult in regards to an idea in a business that pops up, you know, different products. I see I can own 10 successful businesses that are highly successful. So right? I'm going to give you two others that um, I think that I'm I'm going to connect you to. One is Black Orlando Tech. Do you know any of those I've people? seen that on like Meetup. And for, yeah. before, and I think I went to one of their, no, it probably was another one because someone through an event Mike last Felix. year. I don't know if it was Mike Felix. It literally popped he, up on my he Instagram. He runs that. Okay. So you. you should go there because I will tell you tomorrow night, um, I pulled it up on my calendar. It's success stories, inspiring black women in tech and their journeys to the top. Mm. So I'm going to that. It's over at Credo Conduit, mm-hmm. you know, downtown Orlando, because mm-hmm. I think you mentioned you're down there. Yep. That's where my office is. Okay. Well, you're right around the corner. Yep. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so you should definitely check that one out. And then there is a new company that has purchased the building that Orlando Game Space is in, and it's um, Black Business Investment Fund. Mm. So there's people that you should definitely meet, and you know maybe I can help make some of those introductions. But hope you go check them out tomorrow night. You gave <laughs> me a up. lot of homework. I got Pizza Hut. I got <laughs> yeah. the Coldicott Award, the, the Black Tech, the Black Business Investment Fund, but I'm going to take all these blessings, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, because one of the great things about the BBIF is mm-hmm. they also are looking to do investment. Mm-hmm. And um, so you never know. That's powerful. Yeah, That's it powerful. is. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I don't I know I'm sharing it on the air, but like, you know, it's there you to know, share. I heard it's there to share. 
and you hear a lot of successful entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter. You, I can tell you how to, if I were someone that knew how mm -hmm. to make a billion dollars, right? I could give the audience a formula and less than 1% would do it. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter. That's why you always share, especially in yeah. my real estate business. Some people ask me, why do you share so much? Why are you sharing those tips? It's like one, because this person mm -hmm. asks and I want to see them grow because real estate has helped me help change my life. And if I could do that for somebody, I would love to do that. But two, it doesn't hurt me to do mm -hmm. it because unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to put the blood, sweat and tears into no. it. Right. Which, you know, well, you they get tired. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of time. So on my vision board, um, there's this uh, old dilapidated castle. It's mm -hmm. right off of the it's in its own little island and it's uh, between Canada and New York, somewhere in there. And I looked at this and it's on my vision board. And I go, I want to buy that and turn it into an Airbnb. Whoa. And so you can go back into time yeah. and be in this old timey castle. I love that goal. Yeah. I love that So goal. it's real estate. So you'll have to teach me some Boom. stuff about real you. estate. I got yeah. you. <laughs> I know nothing. Well, I know something, but not like what you do. That's for sure. So being a producer of a TV series, how mm -hmm. do you see that working out? Because I'm going to guess that's one of your other companies. Yes. Yes. Same product, but different type of production. Right. So that that's a great question. And, and here's a, a window into who Deontay is. The answer to that question is I have no idea, right? You're going to look. Yep. I'm a <laughs> macro brain. So I have the big idea. I'm the jump off the cliff and mm -hmm. pick up the pieces later kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I have the macro idea, you know, Tay Tay's world. We have the TV show and then we'll put the pieces together. It's um, funny. You do mention this. I am working on a short film right now mm -hmm. um, as we speak. It's going to be a quick two to three minute uh, short film um, that is kind of going to be a pilot to give people an idea of what we're expecting for the, yeah. the Tay Tay brand, you know, and it'll be a, a good mechanism it's to, a to teaser. shock the people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, that's super exciting. And you have apparel. Yeah. Yeah. So you're also in the clothing line. Mm -hmm. well, well, that hasn't been released yet, but that is the the goal. You yeah. know what I mean? So the, the merchandise. So this year, and like I said, being a macro brain, you can have a lot and never do anything, mm -hmm. you know? So this year specifically, we're focused on getting that second book out this year mm -hmm. and that short film mm -hmm. this year. Right. So those Lord willing go smoothly and without a hitch, then probably Q4 will start moving towards the, the merchandise, but yes. Okay. I'm going to give you nice. another tip here then. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Here we go. So did you tell me about the toys? I did not, Okay, well. but I can tell you about apparel for sure. Yep. Um, so I have t-shirts and we have water bottles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we go and sell our merch on Redbubble, Redbubble. and it's on demand, but I've there's, yeah, there's a lot of people out there or companies out there where you can actually get your merchandise out there more quickly. And really? then you're just setting it up as a store and, really? you know, people can come along and purchase it. Yeah. So it's on demand. Red bubble, red bubble on demand. Okay. I guess we just, so you can do stickers. We have stickers there. We have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have uh, water bottles, we have caps. And you see this? Just yeah. spit up. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. So you could actually start that merch now. store and like now yeah. and have it on the same uh, Tickets World okay. Uh, website. Okay. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah. It's going up there. Let's go. It's a year ahead of schedule. Yes, literally. <laughs> but what is the, the saying? You you make a five year, you'll be surprised at how much you can accomplish 
in one year that you plan for five years. Yeah. Right. So it's you're consistent. a living testament. Yeah, but testament. consistent. Yep. You're gonna make that stuff happen. Facts. I'm totally believing Facts. in that. <laughs> yeah. I would bet on you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I totally would. So those are truly, like I said, really big goals. Um mm -hmm. And you mentioned some of the other things that are coming up here, but let's talk about some quotes. Uh, yeah. What is the favorite quote that you live by? Uh, I love this yes, one. Yes. Successful men do daily what unsuccessful men do occasionally. And we'll also spend that over there for women. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You guys understand this is a very educated audience. Yeah, nuance. Yeah. You under, un, you understand, but yeah. um, man, it just so much and so little. It and, resonated. Yeah. And it, I was sharing the, the story. I didn't even mean to hear the quote. I was at my cousin's house in, in Houston. We're eating breakfast in the, the kitchen. They had a TV in the background just mm -hmm. playing. It was this pastor. I don't even remember what pastor it was mm -hmm. talking the whole time we're down there. But for whatever reason, my ears keened in right when he said that sentence. And I was like, that's going to stick with me That's for the powerful. rest of my life. Yep. I'm going to remember it. Uh -huh. So whoever that pastor is, we give you credit yes. for it. But, you know, probably I'm sure it came from something that's in the Bible yep. more than likely. Yep. I sadly, I can't cite those things. Mm -hmm. How about the hardest lesson that you learned and it changed your life? And I, I, I don't want to use the word struggle with this. When I get this question and I think about it, I mentioned before how my brain is wired. Yeah. So we all have been through things. How my brain is wired when those things happen. Mm hmm it doesn't necessarily register as hard. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say, when you ask that question, I'm like, ah, I don't know because when hard things happen in my life, I am able as a talent, a God-given gift to flip it to a positive. Say, yeah. okay, I'm going through this because I'm being prepared for this, yeah. right? This is happening because I need to be more of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I never, it never registers to me as, okay, this is goes in Deontay's hard box in mm -hmm. life. You know, this is just the pool of learning for, mm -hmm. for me. So, um, I'm not able to, to answer that question. I mean, you know, but you did, it yeah. is an answer <laughs> and it's, I think it's mm -hmm. super inspiring because for listeners that are hearing this, they, they may not have thought, Oh, I have a choice. Yeah. And you actually have played on the fact that you, you, there is a choice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be seen as this is the end of the world. Yeah. Some girl <laughs> broke my heart or, you know, yeah. my dog died or, yeah. you know, whatever these yeah. things All happen in of life, which have happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you turned it into yeah. something as yeah. it can be positive. Yeah. And yeah. that that's a choice. Yeah, for, for sure. And, you know, uh, it, it shapes you who you, who you are and who you're going to be, Yeah, you know, depending on how you translate it in your, your brain. I'm a firm believer in that. So. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, it's going to resonate with me for a little while there. So who in your life has had the biggest impact and who? how so? And I love your questions, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate they're it. They're so good. Thought provoking. For me, it's not one person. Uh, you've heard the the term it takes a village yeah right? yeah so it's it's not one person it's my my family as a, a whole right my going from my my mom my dad my aunts my uncles uh, my my cousins my like I was mentioning before my friends um like my best friend 
his parents are my parents, right? Mm-hmm. I call them my, my second parents. So all of them has just influenced me and have been phenomenal examples, right? And I've been responsible for shaping who I am. So um, that is the answer to my question, my village, my village, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Is your mom a writer by chance or is she in education? Nope. <laughs> not, not, no, yeah. Nope. Never been a, a, a writer or anything like that. No. Yeah. The reason why my come- uncle, though, mm-hmm. he's uh, used to be a, um, a editor in um, Rochester, New York. Of? So uh, newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he used to yeah. run that. I usually think of some of the things that you picked up, like you know, honestly writing and the focus on children Mm -hmm. because you don't have any children, right? I do not. Yeah. So that seems like that would have been an influence maybe from your mom if she was a teacher. And I was just trying to see how did those dots maybe get connected without even realizing it? Well, really it was more so about impact. So Mm. the, the reason why is to be honest, older people, right. That are stuck in their ways. I don't want to expend energy just to be honest expend energy trying to reshape your mind, especially if you're stuck on it. Yeah. You know, I feel like my impact is going to be so much greater for the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that, which has less baggage, which has mm-hmm. more of a uh, blank canvas. Because mm-hmm. I look back at my impressionable years, they were so positive, mm-hmm. right? So now as I uh, become a young adult, a, a young man, from those experiences, I'm unshakable in my principles and my beliefs because that upbringing was so positive. So that's why I decided to, okay, let me do a children's book brand because I believe I can impact the next generation who's then going to impact the generation after that and the generation after that. Yeah, well, because they become the parents too. Mm -hmm. But a lot of what you're saying is I I love, again, Mm three-year-olds. And I have found that I have learned so much from being in children's ministries about how to work with adults. Mm -hmm. And that's why I see the correlation between writing that book and the impact that you have on the adults that you don't even, you won't even realize. Yeah. And you should probably track, I don't know if you keep the metrics on who buys the books, whether it's a man or woman, it's hard to tell, Mm -hmm. right? Unless you're ordering. It's primarily women. Uh, Well, in my interactions at the farmer's markets and stuff like that is primarily the moms that stop. Yeah. Right um the moms that stop oh this is this is a a good job ah i never (laughs) thought about this so if they're in a family Mm -hmm. right primarily it's the mom that stops Mm -hmm. and gets the book now if it's just exclusively father and son Mm -hmm. the dad always stops Mm. and gets the book right do the kids stop yes all the time and so that makes the parents stop yep yeah. Ah. So they'll stop and look at the book that I, I love sharing this story. So one of the farmers markets I do is over in Watered for Lakes. Mm-hmm. OK, so you guys can just imagine the parking lot is where they have the farmers market. So just imagine about uh, 50 feet away from my my booth. There's other booths so you mm-hmm. can walk. There's walkways. So there was a, a little uh, boy and his mom just walking hand in hand. Well, she wasn't walking hand in hand. She had let him, you know, walk next to her. He's probably about four or five. Mm-hmm. He stops and his mom keeps walking. Mm-hmm. Right. And his mom, you know how mom has six cents. They kind of yeah. feel the kid's they, not there's there. There's no kid next to him. He's standing looking at my book. He's probably looking at it for three seconds or so. Yeah. And she, you, I can hear her like mouthing his name. And he didn't move. All he did was point to the book. 
the booth. And mm-hmm. then she looks up and looks across, sees my banner, sees my book, walk over, easy to sell, ever made, yeah. right? But you, when you guys see it, the illustrations really are what captivates the kids and, and stops them. Yeah, they um, were very engaging. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And one of the things that I also noticed at your both booth is that um, your book, you're black, mm-hmm. and it's about a little black boy. Yep. Yep. But I saw all different races yes. at your <laughs> and yep. I went, that is beautiful yep. because that really demonstrates mm-hmm. how it's really the story. Yes. And well, maybe, maybe the picture, but you know, they mm-hmm. have to open the book to yeah. read the story to go, yeah. this is, I can relate to this. Yep. So your words have such power. I appreciate that. And that, that was the, the purpose, right? One is for, like I was mentioning before, me growing up as a young black boy, having something to be proud of and look up to and have a positive imagery of it. But the fruit off of that tree is exactly what you you mentioned, mm-hmm. because ultimately, like you said, at the, the booth, um, Muslim, uh, white, black, mm-hmm. Asian, the story just captivates, the visuals captivate. And that yeah. subliminal imagery of positivity and dreaming is what resonates. And, and that's, you know, been a but blessing with the book. Here's something to think about too. Go ahead. The Bible. Uh-huh. It speaks to all races and ethnicities, yes. right? Yes. We know that. So maybe your book is doing the same. Dang. Yeah. Ooh, see, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. she put a lot of weight on my shoulders. She? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could be. Yeah. yeah. Because iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Some of those things are very subliminal. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to our show where we're going to talk about more about the uh, future work and what that's going to look like. Transcend Network helps early stage startup founders find product market fit through weekly experiments, receive fundraising support, and build a global founder investor network for edtech and the future of work technologies. The Intern Whisperer is affiliated with Employers for Change, and we thank Transcend Network for being a sponsor of our show. And so welcome back to our show. My guest is Deontay Lawrence. He's the author of Tete's World. Mm -hmm. And I think I got it right. Tete and the Believers. Tete and the Believers. Thank you. Um, Anyway, we're going to be talking more about what does the future look like for either jobs Mm -hmm. and or industries. Mm -hmm. He's in a couple of industries, real estate, um, entertainment, because Mm -hmm. that's going to be where your your TV shows and movies are. (laughs) And then uh, we'll look at writing also as a whole. So what do you think that's going to look like? And let's make sure if we're talking about writing, chat GPT. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a great question in regards to chat GPT and the influence of writing. And I I was thinking about this recently about how it's going to impact writing. What I've noticed thus far Yes, a computer or a robot can write something, but mm-hmm. have you ever heard the term of, you know, when you're reading a book, you can hear the person's voice? Mm-hmm. I don't ever see AI being able to encapsulate the soul of the writer. See, I was thinking that too. Mm -hmm. Have you played with chat GPT? Yeah, yeah, of course. Me too. And I sat there and I went, okay, I played with it. It's it's written some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. It's given me a different way of looking at how Mm -hmm. to expand my vocabulary. But it also, it sounds very natural. You can actually ask it to write in a certain person's voice. So one of the guys from my uh, group said, okay, write this, but like Snoop Dogg. Yep. Yep. And it sounds just like, (laughs) that sounds like him. So it can capture some of those things, but what chat GPT 
does very well is it, it pulls together all of that information mm-hmm. out in the world that we've been putting out good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I feel like um, some of the jobs that we would see in the future would be people that would make sure that it's been cited correctly. Yep. That it's not false Never information, yep. mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. it's really true. Um, and then people, I use it just really as a way to create a draft and then right. I go Me in too. and enhance it. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Just to get the engine running. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you like, dang, I have a kind of a concept, but just give me something to mm-hmm. jumpstart. And oh, I didn't even think about that. Let me expound upon that. Insert my voice, insert yeah. my spirit into it. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really good for that. Mm-hmm. But what do you think for writers? A lot yeah. of writers are concerned that's going to take away their jobs. I don't, I don't, I think personally so. don't think um, you should be. Now I'm speaking from an author's perspective. Sure. Not in regards to, you know, if you're writing an article in what magazines are there yeah, nowadays? Pick New York Times. New York Times or something like that. I, you, you may run into some issues, but even then there's still a voice that corresponds with the person writing. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like you should be worried, especially if you're writing a, a book, if you're, you're writing a, a, a piece uh, about somebody. I don't see their being uh, an issue i don't mm-hmm. see your job being taken in that regard uh now maybe research and stuff like that you know you can have a problem but the one thing that the ai can't do is always going off of what has already been done mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about us and our brains is we create the future mm-hmm. right so we'll always be ahead of it in regards to our ideas and what we put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. So that is your advantage as an author, the ideas that you're blessed with that you're put on this earth for. So I don't see it in that regards. I don't fear it in that regard. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not one of the the people on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the sky's for I'm sure, you know, back in the internet days when the internet came out, everybody Nobody thought the was world. Going. It was, it was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What is it? It's going to yep. come and, you know, <laughs> take away our jobs and, yep. It's actually produced more jobs and that's what's going to end up happening here. We're going to see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of professors uh, at school, like through uh, LinkedIn and, and other things share their best practice ideas. Mm -hmm. So they say here, I want you to write the article, Mm -hmm. have chat GPT do that for you. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to expand on that Mm -hmm. and really take it because you may see that, Oh, well, this is one way of doing it. There was concern because I'm in an ed tech sector of uh, technology that um, professors were not going to be able to know, was this really written yeah, by the student yeah, or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they were having chat GPT grade, grade yeah. <laughs> the papers that yeah, were there. And so hilarious. they were saying, oh, okay, so can it take a teaching assistant there? Yeah. You know, Yes and no. You know, I'm going to say no, really, because and in that order, yes, it can. It can yeah. be something that you can use for that way. But no, because it loses the humanness yeah. of it. And yeah. we need to make sure that we that we harness and that we are the ones that are the stewards of mm-hmm. what's going into the future. Yeah. 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 And it's going to be part. And I mean, we've already have systems, at least when I was in college, 2013, they already had the, you know, copyright thing. Like every time you submitted a paper, mm-hmm. it was ran through a system. So. I don't see how a teacher's assistant will be replaced in, in, in that regard. No, so, 
you know you still want humans to check yeah yeah things that are human yeah, yeah. there mm -hmm. has to be there has yeah. to be so what do you think is going to happen in the real estate industry because they have moved real estate mm -hmm. to online yes. sales yes 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 so um a big thing in in real estate is the the best marketer wins right okay um, explain what so do you mean is, is there... i never really think about real estate i mean yes it's marketing mm -hmm. But you're there to have a personal connection to make sure that you're finding the humans, mm -hmm. the best place. So it's yep. not just marketing. It's... Yep. Yep. So in regards to we just have to look at the day and age we, mm -hmm. we are. You as a we'll just use the word consumer. Yeah. You have all the faculties you need to mm -hmm. learn and about buying a house and this and that and this and that. Right. Mm -hmm. So. How do you differentiate yourself? How do you add value to a client who has the Internet? Mm -hmm. now for real estate, right? Marketing is a component to that, yeah. right? It, it builds a know, like, and trust. So as you continue to see my video and continue seeing me educate you on the, mm -hmm. the region and the area and different tips and tricks that you need to consider, it does that subliminal thing that, hey, I could trust this guy. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So when I go to buy a house, yes, I've done some research and it's similar to, you know, what's the, um, I mean, I could represent myself in a courthouse. Sure. Right. But do I want to do that? No. No. And it's the same thing with buying a, a home. So in regards to the technology moving forward, whether it's chat GPT and and all of those things, what I've seen is people still want to human have a to human because they trust that more. Mm -hmm. Right. Because in addition to like you're mentioning, things are online. You know what comes with online fraud? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want someone to guide you through it. Hey, don't submit that. Hey, you need to call this number, especially wire fraud is, you know, one of the, the biggest scares when you're buying a house or selling a house because you have large sum of money transferring. Mm -hmm. Right. So people not only having that know, like and trust in their, their realtor, uh, I see is is always going to be there. But it's on the the agent, the real estate professional to market themselves as the market leader, as mm -hmm. the the local representative that's going to take care of that family with buying and selling their house. But, you know, the technology is going to be there. It's going to continue to grow. It's not going anywhere. No, it's just you just have to adapt. Better. You have yeah. to adapt. And if you're doing the same things that you're doing five years ago, you will be put to the wayside because mm -hmm. that's not what this day and age is no and it moves super mm -hmm. fast yep. every day i don't know about you i open up my phone i go oh look there's new changes to this yep. and this and this yep. like you know 10 apps that i yep. use and you know pick anything else and updated terms and conditions mm -hmm. and it's just yep. always so much exactly exactly yeah. and that's what we're experiencing now is just staying ahead of it staying on top of it and, and making sure you're giving the most accurate um and trustworthy information mm -hmm. to your people because they're yeah. relying on you. Yeah. I think trust is. It's paramount. <laughs> yeah. It's everything. Because when I'm buying from anybody, like I had somebody um, reach out to me on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and this happens every day also in emails mm -hmm. yep. here, I want to help you with this and this and this. And, mm -hmm. and so on LinkedIn, somebody said, so I've sent you three, um, three notifications, but I haven't heard from you. I said, you don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me and yeah. I don't know anything about you. Yeah. You're wanting to sell something and you know nothing about me. Yeah. If you take the effort to get to know me, then, you know, you've got my attention. But yeah. right now, no, I'm yep. not going to. Yep. And just think about that. A lot of that is automated. Yes. Right. And people you just mentioned 
Yeah. Pick up on it. Oh, this is an automated message. I don't want to deal yeah. with this. Same thing with the real estate space, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is automated. You get automated emails, even they though you have a picture avatar. Yeah. You don't want that. That didn't feel good to you. No. Right. So that's how we differentiate ourselves as, as business professionals, entrepreneurs, realtors, whatever. Mm-hmm. industry you you are and it's funny you mentioned that yeah yeah because it is keeping human what should be human yes it is making sure that um i'm working on a book also i'll tell you about it la- okay, off, boo. offline boo, yeah boo, boo. yeah but i feel like there's this place where um everything is online so mm-hmm. much and because of covid we we began to i personally i think there was a conspiracy there to t- <laughs> to try and uh, pull us apart yeah and people begin to began to feel super isolated and we're going to have to remember that we're made for relationships. Yes. Yes. We, we need this, that we're humans. This is what we need. And so I feel like there's going to be a movement to teach people how to be relationship or focused and how to be human to human instead of automated. Yep. A microcosm of that, what I've, you know, experienced in my own business, especially my book business, a lot of parents are going away from tablets. They specifically so say, I'm buying this hardcover book. We have a literal library because we want to limit the tablet time of our child, mm-hmm. right? And this perfect microcosm of, of that, you know, relationship, getting back together. Like they're reading these kids, mm-hmm. their books mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. Yeah. And I recently posted a, a picture on my Instagram where a father fell asleep with the, the book, um, um, your book why, yeah my yeah. book why he was reading to his son and they're both sleep in the bed right those i think i saw that on your instagram page. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah those inter- that was cute it's priceless yeah it's priceless and that goes further than a tablet would ever go just that you know five minutes ten minutes yeah. uh for that child yeah so. did you know it's related that they don't teach they've stopped teaching cursive handwriting a long time ago in the school system yeah i believed it because i was writing cursive and I forgot how to write any other letter besides my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I talked to a lot of teachers. Teachers have been probably, I would, yeah, they've probably been my biggest supporters and mm-hmm. pushing the book, getting it to administrators, principals, school boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they kind of let me know that, that fact and keep me up to date on what's mm-hmm. going on in the school system. I was like, yeah, cursive's gone. We're done. Yeah, that's really sad because yeah. people are uh, accepting companies are accepting digital yeah. signatures instead of real signatures. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a day that, you know, everything, the Internet, everything will go down mm-hmm. and people will not know how to do some of yep. these things. And I'm going <laughs> writing is going to be uh-huh. super important because people are going to go. I only know how yeah, to type yep. <laughs> yeah, or on my phone and mm-hmm. it, oh, here's paper yep. and here's something to write with. Moment of honesty. Sometimes. Yeah. I forget how to spell. Right. Because I, I don't have my red squiggly line telling yeah. me this is, is wrong. So that's yeah, the truth. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't have the spell correct. On. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. So what about robots? Robots. AI. Well, we've talked about, you know, Check certainly uh, automations, but augmented reality, virtual reality. Thoughts? Man, 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 man. That's where the just brain just goes to overload. So uh, metaverses and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, Can you see your book being something like that? Well, the, the book brand is called Tay-Tay's World. Yeah. Right. So I already imagine, you know, beyond theme parks um, of Tay-Tay's World, because, you know, Islands of Adventure for my people 
who um, aren't in Florida is a theme park in Universal Studios, but yeah. has Dr. Seuss land, right? Yeah. So I see Tay-Tay's world being something like that as well in a mm-hmm. theme park, but also you have the metaverse. So just imagine going into Tay-Tay's world, metaverses, you know, space where mm-hmm. you can get on that rocket ship, where you can wrestle a pro wrestler, where you can be in the NBA, right? And you can mm-hmm. kind of do all these things and you can go to a, a Tay-Tay Academy and, mm-hmm. and learn something, right? You can learn, you know, I don't know, to be an engineer or a doctor or whatever yeah. you imagine. So that's where I envision, you know, it for, you know, Tay-Tay's world in, in general. But but overall, just the, the virtual reality, where it's going. I don't know if you've ever used the Oculus or what I work you. out of a game co-working space, dude. Yeah. And I can tell you on the outside of the building yep. is a giant mural and you can scan, you can download yep. a QR code that allows you to scan that image and everything pops out yep. at you. And so yep. that's what I was doing at at the science centers. We had postcards. Mm-hmm. And so you could honestly take your book and you don't you all, you don't need an Oculus. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a phone and then boom, all of your characters are coming out. Like I can hook you up with people Next that can do level. that. Let's go. Another yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'm excited uh, about it. Like we're living in the future. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it is scary. I'm not going to lie, but it's it's not going to stop. One thing that we know mm-hmm. as humans is it's always going to go forward. So yep. you're going to either need to roll with it or get rolled over. It's not yeah. going back in the tube, you know, no. so why not just be excited about it? Right. Like you mentioned before, you know, of course, we manage it for as best as we can for mm-hmm. the good. You know, unfortunately, where there's sun, there's darkness. Right. Yeah. But utilizing it for as positive as we can to overshadow that um, there's some powerful things that we'll be able to to do um, with this AI and technology. And just mm-hmm. I just think about the movies growing up and it's like holograms and stuff. They're here. They're. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. You know. So I don't think the darkness has to be, first off, darkness is created for a reason where we're supposed to rest. And that's yeah. where dreams come Ooh. from and ideas come from. Yeah. I love so that. you don't have yes. to be afraid of it. It's supposed to be where everything gets regenerated. Man, I've never heard that. Like, yeah. boom, that's that's my aha for this. Wow. I've never heard that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, audience. If that's I'm OK. Maybe they're right not now. thinking of it. Yeah. Either. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. So Ooh, that's great. It's not a bad thing. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Have you said that before? Yes. Man. Yeah. I've never heard that. Wow. I've said it to myself for yeah. sure. I, I'm not as quite as positive as you. I think you're, I think I'm pretty positive, but you're, you're like another level, <laughs> I think. But I also look up, look for it and go, okay, well, what is it that I can learn from that? And so, yeah. you know, they tell you get eight hours of sleep or yeah. however many. Yeah. And that's where your body is all regenerating. It's healing. It's getting washed and cleaned on the inside. So I yeah. love that. I'm using that. Wow. You can wow. just make sure you cite. Me. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. In every speech, you're going to know. They're gonna that's know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what ethical dilemmas do you think could be coming up here? Because I could honestly, I'm going to go back one mm-hmm. step. I could see that you could take a robot mm-hmm. in your Tay-Tay's world mm-hmm. and that that robot could be the thing that pops out of there. But maybe that robot is, you know, you're the friend of Tay-Tay, whatever. Right. So you're moving that child into the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm throwing ideas <sighs> all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't yeah. got that far Yeah. Um, in, in regards to ethical dilemmas. 
yeah, we'll go back can, to that question. Yeah. 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 But um, so you were asking kind of what can I think of that I'm going to use with virtual reality and well, stuff like that? No, I'll, I'll stay with the ethical dilemmas. Mm -hmm. What do you think could possibly come up with? It doesn't have to be related to your book. Yeah. Um, I feel like you pointed out fraud. Yeah. That is an ethical think, dilemma. Yeah. You know, like people are using chat GPT mm -hmm. to write and then it's like, uh, but where did you get that source? Yeah. Where did you cite your sources? Yeah. Now I asked chat to do that. I said, give me a five paragraph uh, essay about, I asked it to do it on multidimensional learning, mm -hmm. uh, include citations from sources. And then I gave my name because I wrote an article about it and it did. Oh, it gave cool. me that and that's it cool. cited me, but it cited two other people. And I went, okay, maybe, but it was really short. It wasn't very robust. Mm -hmm. Um, ethical if you don't ask for citations you don't know where, where it's it pulling from. from and that's yeah. where fraud steps yeah but certainly steps even out. taking it to a step, plagiarism plagiarism but even a step further you know imagine somebody writing something saying this you right yeah um they're already i'm sure you've seen this mimicking voices yeah right so you can imagine the nefarious things that can go on um we're gonna have to find out a way how to you know, validate this is Deontay's voice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Things mm -hmm. of that nature. When we're talking about virtual reality and, you know, holograms and stuff like that, just uh, imagine in the future, a hologram could be a mask now. They, you know? well, there's something on Netflix that you should see. And, and I'm going to tell you, I've talked about this on a couple of other, well, more than a couple. One is Black Mirror. Have you oh, seen yeah. It? That's on my list. I haven't had time. Dude, to Dude, you have got it. to see that. <laughs> it is terrifying. Everybody it is like that. everything that you you would not want to see. Yeah. But then there's another show that Netflix has and it's called the future of, and it says exactly some of those same things. So it, it deals with the fact that when um, somebody dies before they die, they can go and record themselves and then it becomes a hologram. So you can constantly talk and that voice because it's picking up the speech patterns mm -hmm. and and the way that somebody would say something. So it sounds exactly like your mom talking to you when your mom is no longer here. So look for that one, the future of, because it, it talks about human composting. It talks about building, you know, cities out of, um, they would all be plant-based and not plant-based materials, mm -hmm. but then you're, you're growing your own food inside of your house and you wow. need botanists to maintain yeah. your building. It's just, Dang. it's so incredible. So you're giving me something. I have so much on my Netflix list. <laughs> oh, well, they don't have like tons of things there, but, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I'm way back. That's how backed yeah. up I am with shows. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, but those two shows are really, really something to watch. And then there was something else on Netflix. I liked a lot. Um, coded bias, coded bias. Yeah. Ooh. And that was about facial recognition mm -hmm. and how these MIT students are given these little mini grants to go and actually, um, observe how facial recognition is being used. And that's why in TikTok and Instagram, they give us all of these filters because yep. they're picking up our faces I knew it. I knew that. Yeah. and they're having a lot of trouble. They can do it really well with white people, but mm -hmm. they have a lot of trouble doing it with people of color. Really? Yeah. And so that's where it can begin to become ethical dilemma. Yeah. Something where somebody is being arrested that it wasn't ah, supposed to be. I never thought about that. Dang. Yeah. Sheesh. So definitely go check those shows out. They'll, 
more homework. <laughs> yeah, they'll blow your mind for sure. For sure. Um, well, we have really come up to the end of the show. So I just so hard to believe I could do this all day. We could. <laughs> we definitely could. But what is the best mentoring advice that you want to share with our listeners? That is either something now I didn't prep you for this one. Minute, so, yeah. Minute. So this is going to be either something you want to share with people in business or it, it doesn't matter. It's just something that you received or your own thoughts. The best mentoring advice I can give is to always be accountable. Mm. Accountability will take you further than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Right. And um, to expound upon that for when people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, um, for instance, you shared a number of golden nuggets mm. with me. Thanks. Right. So say I can go and say, oh man, she never gave me the, the website and she never told me about the person. And that's why I wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. Right. And I see it a lot in my industry, but people right? love to blame others exactly. instead of being accountable. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I would give as a, a mentoring advice. Look in the mirror. If you're not getting the results that you are looking for, whether it's in life, yes. business relationships, it's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. I don't care. Cause don't you always have happened. a choice. You always have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've all been through some crap. Yes. We all don't have the best cards, but you are responsible for the situation mm-hmm. that you're in and you can change it. So being accountable is, is key. So, Hey, if I'm not, you know, making my, my sales number, if I'm not making the money I want to, or if I don't have the relationship with my, my mom or my dad that I don't want to, it's my fault. Maybe I need to to reach out to them. Maybe Mm -hmm. I need to forgive them for what they did to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I need to put in more work at my job. Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't care if my boss doesn't like me, I'm going to become undeniable. Right. I like that. So being accountable was what I would say. And undeniable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's good. That's powerful. So what social channels can our listeners find you and reach out and connect? We definitely have taytaysworld.com on there Mm -hmm. and your personal LinkedIn, but is there something else that you would like them to find you? Yeah, definitely Instagram guys. Um, Taytay's world official is my, my Instagram. That's the most up to date. Of course, uh, my Instagram is tied to the website Mm -hmm. as well, but we have a lot of interaction on that Instagram with the stories and the, the reels and stuff like that. So the Instagram Tay world official mm-hmm. uh, would be the, the best place. Of course, I'm on Facebook as well. Tay world, but I'll steer you guys to that Instagram. All right. Mm. That sounds good. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed having Me you too. as a guest. Thank you so much. Really, really, really great. Um, I think that certainly you're going to have a lot to do, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have quite a bit to do too. I'm pretty sure. So you're going to give me things off the air that, okay, you might consider this and this and this. Because I said, hey, I've started a book and you're already published. So you're going to give me my list. I got you. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, thank you for being on the show. And I just encourage you, hey, insider information. And I'm putting this on the air. We share this with our guests. So hopefully you're subscribing to our podcast on on audio, but we also have it on our YouTube channel. So by the end of the year, Whichever guest has had the most downloads in audio and the most views on YouTube, they come back to the show next year and we have a completely different conversation. They get a certificate for first, second or third place. First place. 
Okay. Glad to hear that. That's how you think. You've already made your mind up. Um, we put out a press release about that. And then we also do social promotion. Boom. Okay. More homework. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now your share, uh, your not share, but your show, just so our listeners know, is going to air May 16th. May 16th. So that's when it goes out there and people can listen to it. But you know, if uh, I've had over uh, 1,200 downloads uh, by one guest, and that was two years ago, um, you start now, you could be racking that up. Let's but go. the actual contest, we we throw it out there for everybody with links and their snippets to drive traffic to your episode. Um, that all goes out once you have it. But the game is officially announced in December, but whoever has the most. Let's go. And Johnny, who I told you I was going to uh -huh. introduce you to, his show was one of the top three. Okay. All right, Johnny. Yeah. Even though we're friends, you know, healthy competition. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, he's an athlete. His show, his show is Johnny Williams, and he was uh, an NFL um, Jaguar over oh, in wow. Jacksonville football player. Wow. Yeah. So wow. he's pretty cool. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Appreciate it. Thank you to our sponsor, Cat5 Studios. And thank you to our production team, producer and editor, Josue Gonzalez. And music is by Sophie Lloyd. Visit Employers for Change at www.e4c.tech to learn how you can create real diversity and inclusion culture while skilling your people for the future of work. Thank you for supporting The Intern Whisper by subscribing to us on Podbean, on our YouTube channel, and also following us on your favorite streaming podcast channels.